Hey, I'm Natalie Potts and this is the Natalie Potts Podcast. If you want to talk about your business, your life, your health and more, then you are in the right place. We do it all with humour, love and inspiration to help you create a life you love. So let's dive in. Today I'm going to be sharing in an episode talking all around overwhelm. It's a little bit of a bee in my bonnet at the moment because I keep hearing it everywhere. I'm overwhelmed, I'm overwhelmed, I'm overwhelmed. And I don't actually think people are thinking about what it means. They're just jumping on the trend, jumping on the bandwagon of everybody saying it. Oh my God, I feel overwhelmed. So I want to change your perspective on this because everything is about perspective. Wanting your clients to feel overwhelmed isn't necessarily the right thing. I get it because let's be honest, there is ethical implications with that of intentionally overwhelming your clients. And that that causes issues for me as well. I definitely don't want that to be the case. But I often think as well that there are very high expectations in life right now from people, especially some younger generations. And I also think that people think it's easy. And let's be honest, if anything was easy, everybody would be doing it. So no, it's not always about like working hard to get the things that you want. It might be that you have to change things and work smarter. And there are different ways of how we can value things. And I know my own self, I've struggled with seeing things that time for money is one of them, or that if you work hard, you get good, good things. I worked hard at school. I got great results. I worked hard in my corporate job. I got the good promotions. My my success was often seen as pretty linear. But I often think that people nowadays think that they can just have it all as well. And I think there has to be a balance and appreciation for that. You have got to put the effort in. You've got to put the energy. You've got to put the time in. You've got to invest money into things to get great things. Because why would it be fair that those who don't have the same things too? That that just wouldn't feel right, would it? So I want to just share a few thoughts on how I see overwhelm and actually a few different ways of seeing it, because I think this could be really powerful to people, whether they're in a startup phase of their business, they're building, they're growing, they're scaling. I think it's relevant to all sections because it will hit us at different points, a little bit like the change curve. We will go through this and we often need to be pulled back, that reminder, that higher awareness to say, actually, let's just go back, let's reflect on it, let's just check in with what we think on things to move forward. So I really feel it's relevant to many people right now. So my question to you is, would you rather feel underwhelmed or overwhelmed right now for too much to do? Because for me, I know that I would rather feel really overwhelmed. I'd almost want to feel a little bit stressed out as an entrepreneur for a certain period of time knowing that actually I'm doing something that I absolutely love, that actually is a bit of overwhelm, but pure excitement comes from that as as a feeling. And I'm a very feeling person. And that I'm enjoying what I do compared to somebody that's in a job that they absolutely hate, working Monday to Friday, nine to five, who feels underwhelmed because they're not mentally challenged, they're not striving for anything, they're bored and it feels easy. Honestly, ask yourself, what would you prefer? Because if you know that it's a bit stressful at times and you're feeling overwhelmed because there's lots to do, wouldn't you rather feel that knowing there's clients and money coming in and you're progressing forward opposed to the stress and overwhelm, which you will get stressed at some point, even in a job that you didn't like. And it's probably the stress because you absolutely hate it and you fear for what life could be if you don't bring a change. So 
I really want people to slow down and really think about this word, what it means to them when they're out there going, hi, I'm really overwhelmed. And I see it, I hear it. And I've heard that lots of my accountability buddies and people that um, I work with my peers and whether they're in my masterminds I'm in, whether they're in certain programs or communities that I'm in, they're all hearing it too from their clients. And I'm going to break through the noise on a few things and say what I think. And for some people, they might not like this. And, and I'm cool with that because others will respond in a way that will, they will take personal responsibility and they will really think about this. And I really do want you to take that time. You get a choice here to think about how do I respond to that? And it's really as well linked very closely with this idea that we're always striving for the next thing. We're always wanting the long-term goal when actually so many times we don't ever achieve that. It's the actual, the hope and the possibility in getting those goals and being there. We have strong visions, but what's more important is the process, the metrics, those process metrics that come in place that are aligned to our long-term goals. And you can see that in so many different ways. So I can relate it to business, as you if you know, if you, if you followed me or if you know me really well, I'm very into my fitness because fitness brings such trans, transferable skills and ways of seeing things as business does. You can't just rock into the gym and have abs overnight. You've got to have a plan. You've got to have structure. You've got to have accountability. You've got to have discipline. You've got to mess up and put on a kilo before you drop again. The same in business. You're going to have your highs and your lows. You're going to go forward. You're going to get off track. You're going to be overwhelmed. You'll be stressed out. You're going to be loving it. You're going to constantly go on those those curves, those change changes over over periods of time. So within this, and don't worry, because I'm going to come on and share a little bit about what you can do to regain control and reduce overwhelm, because that's important too. You've got to be able to see how you see things, because when you change the way you see things, the things that you look at change. And that's from Wayne Dyer, so I'm not going to take that quote, but I say it very often because it's so true. When you change the way you see things, the things you look at change. So we often will say we're overwhelmed as well because we compare against others and this is like hitting my head against a brick wall when i hear people say i'm not there yet or they're doing much better than me like we are all on different journeys i've just been in new york with an incredible um incredible team of women doing their own thing leading their own businesses doing what they love all of us are in different situations some will have kids, some won't. Some will be married, some will be single. Some will be uh, older, some are younger. Some have got loads of experience, some have got no experience. Some are making stupid amounts of money in some worlds. Some are making not as much as they may be putting out. I don't know. I'm just saying we're all on different journeys. So when we compare, that's the thief of our joy. We should stop comparing because nobody is the same. If you were to think in fitness, we couldn't, all work with the same coach having the same program fitness and nutrition and be the same result at the same time it is never gonna ever happen because we're all different and that's what's unique and incredible and again i think we need to give ourselves some credit that we're all very different therefore don't put the pressure on what somebody else is doing because you, you just can't compare it What's the saying? Is it like apple and pears? I think I went and said apple and apples and I got really challenged by it. Like and someone jokingly laughed at me, but 
you cannot compare the two it's you just can't do it so stop looking at what everybody else is doing and do what fulfills you know why you're doing it and this is why again we say the vision the values your mission the, the starting with the why that's why it's so important to have these foundations in place so that you can ground yourself you can pull yourself to say this is the journey i'm on i work with clients on all of those things i work with clients on defining what success means to them defining what happiness means to them i've got no interest to know what if everybody wants the same thing i want them to all really be honest with themselves and truthful for what they want I don't necessarily want to work with people that want to change the world and do so many incredible things that I think, well, why can't you just have the basic thing where you want to say, I just want the best life I want for me and my family or to help people on X. You know, I think this is about, that's more about other people than them. We just need to be more honest about ourselves, about what the true narrative is that we say internally. Well, the true story is my dad would say because he hates the word narrative again because it's overused and that's probably been me at the moment i'm getting a little bit like why is everybody saying overwhelm's a bad thing why is everybody using it a few years ago it was everybody was anxious no they weren't it's just because everybody would say it and it was a, the go-to thing to say but not everybody had anxiety and again you know we can get onto the hype of different mental health things but we just need to really slow down and think about what what these words and sayings actually really mean to us because they're having a profound impact especially on the younger generations and, and that's not necessarily a good thing so i can be clear there i'm coming in it's a little bit off track but i want to share that again the impact of what this can have and to to raise your awareness because again when you have the awareness you can then bring the change and enaction that and that's when important things can happen when we take action so it's crucial, though, that we do also know that as much as it can be useful, that we offer so much value to people, you know, we give them everything we can. And to the point where it seems like, you know, if, if, if you didn't have that, how would you feel? Would you, you know, you, you challenge my program wasn't right for you. We challenge you didn't get enough of your investment. So, again, there's two sides. But it's really clear here that we need to be helping people stay accountable by providing certainty clarity and confidence in what they do and when and actually that's often what it comes down to and the argument is there are probably times when some people might say they feel overwhelmed when we need to be do a bit of inner work and say actually am i putting something out there too much have i attracted the wrong client are they not at this point yet what could i do because maybe i'm looking at this from a perspective even in myself sharing this with you where i'm working through the process and thinking well actually, maybe I've created that problem too, because we would say in corporate world where I was at any problem I would look at beforehand that's been created, I was like, well, that's a leadership problem. That's probably within my gift because I've created that or one of my team at the leadership team have created that. But I've allowed that to happen through how I've led them maybe. So again, it's not always as black and white as that, I don't think. But I do think these reflections invite us to look at, well, where does that come from? Is it, maybe it's a you problem. And I, I sometimes I hate that phrase, but maybe there needs to be the bit of a tough love as well in that's a you problem. You signed up, you wanted the, to invest, you wanted the strategies, you've got the strategies and now it's too much for you. That's not a me problem. So 
again, I'm very aware. Some people will think this is too hard, too blunt. I'm just putting it out there for you to really think about. And sometimes we might be in a space where we hear it in this moment of time and it, it is too tough for us to hear. Or it's not something that we want to embrace. And then we need to go away. We need to do some inner work and we need to reflect and think about maybe that is a bit more than my gift. Maybe there is something that I can control that I can change. I just haven't been able to right now. I can't process it right now. And that's okay too. That's absolutely fine. But then it's about just maybe taking the time out to do that work and be kind to yourself. And it's in that point of being kind to yourself that I want to take you um, and leave you with this idea of what you can do to understand when you feel challenged and the steps to, again, maybe regain some control and reduce that overwhelm and even stress that you feel. So here's five things to help you stop feeling that overwhelm. And one of the most crucial ones is to be organized, prioritize yourself. So identify the tasks. Maybe it's your thousand pounds, your hundred pounds, your 10 pound tasks you've got to do, then break them down and prioritize them. Often I would say, get rid of the 10 pound tasks as soon as you can in your business. Those tasks that don't serve you to give the time to, you should be investing your time in a hundred pound, a thousand pound tasks. So anything that is £10 task, think about how can you delegate that off or can you just let it go? What are your priorities? Because we can't do everything. It's just not possible. The work's never done. So you've got to be able to, and it's a skill, is to prioritise the right things at the right time for you're working on. So what are your priorities right now? Two, we got that time management. In my course, Momentum, and with my one-to-one clients, I offer a whole course on time blocking because it's crucial. It's not easy to sell. It's not the sexy stuff that people want to know about. We didn't do it at school enough to talk about how do you manage your time. That's why it's always such an issue when we're adults. We don't actually really know how to manage time half of the time. So again, thinking about efficiently managing your time will greatly reduce overwhelm. So here's how I do it. I get my week for the Sunday ahead and I'll be looking at one of my priorities of my to-do list because if you know me well I hate to-do lists I have my strategy I have my business plan my business plan and my tasks are all aligned to my goals for the year so everything I do every single day in my business is aligned to my yearly goals so I'm never off track impossible to and if I get those cool ideas or that shiny object syndrome they go into my ideas Trello board and I look at them at the end of the quarter and think about are they relevant for now or is that a that's a later thing so again practice time management the first things I put on my list for the week are time for myself I'm going to come on to self-care in a minute time with my friends and family then I plan in work I don't live to work that's a secondary thing for me. That's a second priority in my life. It's me, my family, my friends, then work. And then I give time to reflection, time to evaluate, to look at where things are, to move, to progress forward. Because without that, again, we can't understand where we're at, to then look at where we want to be, to close that gap. We have to give the time to that. So time blocking, time management is really key. And by doing this, this can help to look at where you're being really productive or likewise not so productive. And you can give the right amount of times to tasks. And often when you're starting out, everything takes a lot longer than you predict it will. Third one is I want you to think about how much you ask for help and delegate. 
okay? So again, I spoke about those 10 pound tasks earlier. Delegate them off. I hate doing my accounts. Do I do them? No. Have I ever done them? No. They've always been outsourced because I'm rubbish at them. There's someone better to do it. And if there's someone better to do it and I can afford it, I'll make it happen. The other side is that if I didn't afford it, the cost of doing it and the stress that comes with that is worse for me. So I'll look at how can I make that happen so I don't have that burden. So again, sharing your workflow can really um, alleviate that and help you gain a sense of control. Going back, we're coming back to the fourth part here, but it's that self-care for you. Self-care to you and self-care for you. Different things. Some people will need the kind of to you of going to a spa, maybe journaling. For you, it might be more of something like a, a reading a book is going on a walk, something that will impact you, right? So really think about self-care, taking your physical and mental well-being into part as a priority, giving your time to relaxing, recharging, exercise, meditation, hobbies, spending time with your loved ones, enough sleep, sleep's a huge one, nourishing yourself with meals and taking the breaks you need, putting your own oxygen mask on is absolutely key. I've recently shared a lot about being unapologetically selfish. What I mean by that is that Again, you put your own oxygen mask on first because if you cannot be at your best, the question is, can your clients or whoever you're serving, your friends, your family, can you really serve them to the best you need to if you're not your best state? Really one to think about. And finally, the fifth point here for looking at how you can regain control and look at reducing your overwhelm, even stress, is those negative habits and thoughts that we have. So it's often we associate in a company overwhelm and negative thinking patterns together. So you've got to challenge those. You've got to stand up to them and reframe them. And it's like the growth versus a fixed mindset. You've got to have this bit of, I can, and I don't need those. You know, I can do this, or that's not the truth. What evidence do I have for that? And practice self-compassion. So remind yourself every day, it's okay to fail. Like they say, and it's okay to have fears, false evidence being real or to fail at things and learn because you won't do it again often. The things we fail at, we're like, right, I've learned, whether it's the hard way or not, I'm definitely not doing that again. So really embrace these, these opportunities to really grow and learn more about yourself and feel open to make the mistakes. It's okay, you're not perfect, nothing's perfect. I want it to be this progression over perfection. So engage in self-talk that serves you. Focus on what you do well. It's why every Wednesday I get my clients to share their small wins. And I call it um, the Wednesday win wall or Wednesday, Wednesday wins, something like that you can call it. In your communities if you've got one or you can share it on socials even. Celebrate the smallest wins. I never ask them to put big wins. Lots of them assume I do. I don't. I'm like, share your smallest wins, those marginal gains, that 1%. Because that's the bit that's going to move you forward. If you can consistently deliver those and do those, that is what brings the change over a period of time longer than someone just goes at it as they want to, with no plan, no structure. That's why they feel like often they're winging it. So engage in self-talk and focus on what you do really, really well. Don't dwell on what needs to be done, what hasn't been done, what you won't do. Change it up. 
So that's it. That's my thoughts on overwhelm. I feel this is a very therapeutic experience just by sharing it out loud as well, which works for me. And that's often sometimes my self-care is I love to come on and do a podcast, not because I love the sound of my voice, but because it gets it out of my head. And often we're very, very wrapped up in our heads. And I get a lot of clarity when I come here and I just speak and I say things out loud. It's also proven that when we vocalize things, we're twice as likely to remember it. So this pattern of sharing it with you here today only helps me when I'm serving my clients to remember exactly the points I shared. So over to you. I'd love to know your thoughts. I'd love to know what you think on it. I just want you to take a deep breath right now. In and out. And although I've just come back from NYC, I'm not going to go all American like they do, but they're like, I got you. I'm excited for you. I was like, wow, I'm definitely out on all of that. As much as I love the Americans, it's a little bit far-fetched for me. But I do want you to take some time for you to really think about, is overwhelm such a bad thing? Where are you really sitting with that? Or are you following a trend or because it's just a lot right now? Surely it's a good thing and it could be a gift too if you change the way you see things. So there we go. One for you to reflect on. Thank you so much for listening. Are you looking to grow your business and tired of not seeing consistent results? Head to the show notes right now and check out my quiz to discover the one thing holding you back from going your business with ease. Business should really not be complicated. I'll see you on the next episode. Thank you.